0: Post-Covid, there's a new vision emerging for reshaping the way we all live and work. At its heart is the concept of kindness, and there's a gathering global movement exploring how that can be harnessed for the greater good. In Scotland, the Carnegie UK Trust has investigated the role of kindness in the healthcare response to the first wave of the COVID pandemic. Its report, The Courage to be Kind, reveals valuable insights to inform holistic service recovery for the benefit of staff, patients and the system as a whole. I'm Penny Taylor, health journalist, and I'm joined by Dr Elizabeth Kelly, the recently retired GP who's been working with the Carnegie UK Trust to explore the role of kindness in the healthcare system. But before we get into your findings, Elizabeth, why did you think of examining kindness in the first place? Surely it's a bit of a nebulous concept for scientific study.
1: Thank you, Penny. It's great to be able to chat to you about this. The, the, the reason um, I got involved and really kind of drawn to the concept of kindness, it is the basic tenet of actually what good care is about. As a doctor, as a leader within healthcare, care, um, I see an increasing amount of narrative about money and, um, and balancing the books. And yes, we're a tax funded system, but we've got a duty to really look at actually what's important to delivering care and kindness and humanness. And the relationship of of that is fundamental to both why people come into the care service to deliver the care, but also to the care that people experience. How did you go about the research? It's not research, Penny. What we what we did, we had a gathering um, community of um, emergent leaders in Scotland who were passionate about kindness. Um, on the back of the Julia Unwin report that Carnegie produced called Kindness, Emotions and Human Relationships, the Blind Spot in Public Policy, we gathered um, some clinical fellows, some people involved in Project Lift, and Um, Before the pandemic struck, we had a real community um, of people that were engaged and being invited to speak to national conferences. Pandemic struck as it did with all of us and and meetings, conferences, face to face all, all went. But that very essence of those people who we had been working with and talking to, being prepared to give of their experiences of that first wave, the emerging out of lockdown between May, June and July, and then coming to back together again in, in September, fearing a winter resurgence of, of, of lockdown, developed really powerful conversations, both that were valued by those that gave them um, that opportunity to reflect on how they were, but also gave us some real richness of, Um, themes about common purpose, about um, innovation, things that people were passionate about and felt had made a real difference.
0: And uh, you were speaking largely or solely really to medics, weren't you? You were looking at their experience on the pandemic f- mm. front line. Do you think there are lessons for, for other people in that then? Oh, uh, absolutely. For all of us, for all
1: of us within our own families, within communities, within, um, within our, 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 our government and politicians. What is it that actually makes us flourish and fly, Penny? It is often, it is the human relationships that we have, um, those random acts of kindness that we give and receive every day, the relational kindness that we have with other people. And fundamentally, I would argue that if you can hone all of that positivity and opportunity into difficult conversations, whether it be within your teams, whether it be with government, then you can have conversations that get into the right places with dignity and respect, predicated on kindness, that moves us into a different conversation.
0: Yeah, throughout our podcast episodes, we're going to look at different angles on kindness. But what do you hope is done with your report?
1: Two things, I think. One is that people are, are engaged with it and perhaps as individuals think How am I? How am I really? How am I taking the time to reflect on what this period of this last year has been like for me as a person um, in the role that I deliver at work? Um, And actually, what messages do I want to give to others around about me, whether I'm a member of a team, whether I'm leading or whether I'm operating at a board or national level? Um, But also, I would think there are some important things coming out of it about the things that make a difference so we learned about common purpose we learned about um, how important it was um, actually that these conversations were peer-to-peer support time to reflect time to to acknowledge when you weren't okay and time to acknowledge when you things were going really well and I think overall that sense that let's be honest the way in which the health health and care service are measured and managed perhaps wasn't delivering the best outcomes for people and the sense that there's a real opportunity to do something different. But Penny, I keep coming back. If we lose sight of the humanness of us all and the kindness, I don't think we'll get into a conversation that enables that change.
0: It's interesting that there's a global conversation taking Place about this. I'm noticing on Twitter the word kindness coming up often, but also people talk a lot about compassion. For you, is there a difference between compassion and kindness?
1: Yes, I think there is. Um, If you look at the dictionary definitions, which, um, so compassion is something, um, is about deep listening, but it's also about that sort of you give off compassion to somebody in a difficult situation, or certainly in my my role as a GP, you hope to be compassionate, have empathy, have some um, it's it's a it it's not an I don't say it's an equal relationship, whereas kindness is something that is transcends everybody. Everybody understands kindness. And I think it is about recognizing this is also kindness to to those that are delivering care as well as those that are receiving care
0: there's an interesting uh, concept as well being talked about which is radical kindness what's that
1: that for me really excites me penny um and i suppose it touches on what i was saying before that if we take pre-covid and covid and then the opportunities for post-covid there is something about uh an honest conversation about what a health and care service might deliver um how it's being performance managed and how the current system of performance management pre-COVID probably drew leaders into much more around about risk, about data, about um, uh, quantitative elements. And perhaps we'd argue that, that the humanness of care got squeezed out. And I think there's an imbalance there, the imbalance of the lexicon of, of risk and governance and data against the lack of Um, emphasis and credibility about stories, um, humanness, relationships and experience. It is that latter, I would argue, that really makes a difference when you're coming into a care service
0: vulnerable and unwell. It's interesting because I think um, for those of us outside the, the care world, we would make an assumption, I think, that kindness would be kind of hardwired into everybody in there, or we would hope so. Why isn't it?
1: So I think there is uh, a bit of a challenge back to you. I think there is a huge amount of kindness that is delivered and is present within our 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 society and also we've seen it within communities and we've seen it in the way that people have been cared for with very distressing symptoms in COVID. So I wouldn't want anybody to go away without thinking that kindness isn't current now. But there are environments and we can all think of teams that we've worked in where kindness is not there, that you can see people doing the job but actually just can't wait until they get home. And you can see other teams where kindness is there, where people look out for each other, their their backs are covered, they go the extra mile and outcomes are are improved. But also that sense of worth and purpose is, is improved for those working in the system. I think the Sturrock report was important, Penny, here. John Sturrock was asked to go and look at Allegations of bullying and harassment in NHS Highland. Um, he reported in, I think, 2019. Um, he drew in his conclusion that kindness is what is needed. And I think, having been uh, a health board chair, there is an expectation and an um, attitude that um, has developed that is increasingly about delivering the set targets and i th- believe that we have lost sight of looking after ourselves and our staff because fundamentally with whatever your role you are important to delivering care for people and therefore improving their outcomes and i think there is a mismatch between the organisations Um, targets and drivers, and actually the drivers for people coming into the organisation to care.
0: Thank you very much, Dr. Elizabeth Kelly. There we were exploring why kindness, looking at the background to your report. In other editions of this podcast, we delve deeper into individual aspects of it. So thank you very much for now. This is The Courage To Be Kind, a podcast exploring the role of kindness in health and social care workplaces in Scotland. More episodes and more information can be found on the Carnegie UK Trust website at www.carnegieuktrust.org.uk.